This week in the Serious Soft Skills podcast, we're going to talk about working independently or with minimal supervision and how it fosters better teams, probably better outcomes too, but we'll get into that in a second. All that and more coming up next. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to episode 46 of the Serious Soft Skills podcast. I am Bob Graham, and with me, as always, is Dr. Tobin Porterfield. We've devoted ourselves to exploring, understanding, and helping others benefit from soft skills. We've researched soft skills extensively, written articles and a book, and work with teams of all sizes to help them use soft skills to become more productive and innovative. And Toby, this week, we're going to be looking at the ability to work independently or with minimal supervision. This doesn't mean being a hermit or not dealing with other people, although I'm sure some of the people listening would love that to be the case. But rather, it's looking at how we interact with other people and when we don't need to interact with other people and still achieve results. So, Toby, why don't you take it from there? Great. Bob, this is, uh, this is a bit of a challenging one because... Uh, many of us in our own work experience would say, gosh, I would love to work independently, but my boss is a micromanager. And so you got to spin this context a little bit and realize that we're talking about serious soft skill number seven of the 55 soft skills that guide employee and organizational success. It's right out of the 55 from our book. But we are also looking at using soft skills to really be productive and innovative and have a successful organization. So you may have to put some of your uh, micromanaging uh, supervisors' nightmares into the back seat for now and really think about what it would look like for something to be delegated, to be assigned to you, handed off to you, and then the expectation that you will run with that ball. And I think of those uh, rugby examples and scrum examples that we use in project management these days where uh, we're, we're moving the ball down the field and we do need to hand it off now and then. So it is not completely uh, independent. We're going to rely on our other team members. But when we have something to do, we grab it, we get it done, and can move it on from there. So does that help kind of set the context some, Bob? I think it does, Toby. And it sort of gets to this idea that I think I brought up in another episode that one of my bosses years ago, Mike Wilmeth, if he's out there, uh, suggested to me, uh, he came into a situation where I was working and we had a horrible time managing projects. And he created an ownership aspect, which was you owned a project. I was the owner of certain projects that were clearly defined. And that meant I was responsible for it. And I could draw on team members as I needed them. But if I didn't need them, I could run with it. But we had daily updates, so I couldn't run too far down down the pathway without having some intervention. And I think that's really the tug of war that we have when we talk about independence. How much independence do we need to have to be successful at work? And when do we need to delegate or draw on other people's opinions, ideas, thoughts to better a product or service or whatever we're doing? Right. And, and it certainly varies between the role I have in the organization. There are certain things, even even in the role I have now, I have a, a lot of independence, but there are certain uh, levels of decisions that I'm going to get involved in where there's an expectation that that'll be uh, managed more closely. And, you know, there'll be more often feedback when there's other areas that are growing and growing these days of 
these are items that I expect you to just take care of. You're in charge of these. You're responsible for these. Pull in the resources you need. But again, you're going to need to get it done. So uh, for me, it's a lot of times uh, understanding what's being asked of me and then understanding where that fits in the priority and what resources and then being able to take action. Well, and Toby, it's kind of interesting. As you were talking about that, I was thinking about an entrepreneur listening to this and going, boy, I don't have people I can draw on. I'm doing everything myself. But if you're paying attention in the world of entrepreneurship, you're seeing more and more entrepreneurs uh, challenging themselves to say, what can I outsource so that I can do what I'm really strong at? What do I do that's unique to me that makes me successful in developing that business? And what can I offload, even if it costs some money, but offloading it so that that other person takes something off your plate that isn't your strength? So, for instance, for me, with my companies, I do not do the taxes. I probably could, but that doesn't even rise to the level of something I really want to try to do. I'm happier to pay a couple hundred dollars each year and know that I'm going to be able to do the things that I'm good at to generate revenue for my businesses so that they, so I have money to pay the taxes. Does that sort of make some sense, Toby? I know that's a little different perspective, but I think it does sort of come into play. It does. And uh, and I, I think, too, um, we'll give a little shout out to our friends at the Harvard Business Review. Uh, they had a really, uh, I think, poignant article a few years ago where they uh, they paralleled it to a monkey on your back. And and when a supervisor delegates work down to someone else in their organization, that monkey transfers over to that person. And there's an expectation that they can work independently, that they can take that monkey and get it done. And the the crux of the article is, you know, you don't want that monkey jumping back all the time and you got to keep pushing them off. Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Does your organization or team need help in putting soft skills to work? We want to help you. We do our webinars and workshops online, on the phone, and in person to help teams become more successful. If you or someone you know could use our help, contact us at podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com today, or you can call us at 937-SKILLS-5. Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. We've been talking about the ability to work independently or without a great deal of supervision, and uh, in that discussion, we've sort of uh, explored the ideas of what it looks like within an organization, what it looks like for an entrepreneur, which is slightly different but similar in many ways. And I think, Toby, the part that we haven't really talked about yet is that idea of uh, minimal supervision. So we always think about working independently, but rarely does someone say, hey, go do this with minimal supervision. So would you be able to sort of talk to that for a couple seconds? I can. I I look at that as being more setting up the situation where um, I want you to come back to me. I want you to check back with me, but I also want to know that you have it under control. So I'm looking for you to take the lead in it, and I'm delegating it to you. But with minimal supervision, I don't expect you to be able to do this on your own. This might be a totally new item. It might be something very critical. But at any rate, this is an opportunity. But it sets up with, I, to me, the same situation as any when we're talking about 
working independently, is it's incumbent on those two people, the supervisor and the, and the person who will be doing the work or whatever the roles may be, is to really have that communication where the person taking ownership and taking the lead really has to make efforts to ensure that they're clear on what is to be done, what is that deliverable, um, when is it due, what resources are available to me, because I'm going to go off and do this. And and at what points do you want me to check back in with you? Oh, you just want me to bring it to you when it's done? Okay. How will I know it's done? What will it look like when it's finished? Because when I come back in three weeks when the due date arrives and I give it to you, I want to make sure that it's what you want. So there's a real need for communication uh, of expectations and all the finer points because working independently often gets interpreted as, well, I gave it to me and I just need to go figure it out. You may need to ask some questions and get some clarification and and be honest and say, you you know, you thought I was going to be able to write this in uh, a certain program, but I don't really know how to use that program. I might need some help in that. So so those feedback uh, loops are really important to successfully doing this. We're seeing that, Toby, in uh, a lot of the remote working that we're seeing, where you're seeing uh, a couple companies I know that have gone to more remote working have had more meetings, not fewer meetings, as they got in involved in working from different locations. And I know when I worked from an office with a staff to working out of our homes, that was one of the things that we saw immediately had to happen. There had to be more phone meetings, more Skype meetings, more email communication so that we knew what other people were doing without looking over our shoulder. And at first I thought it was just we were paranoid that employees weren't going to do their work, that they were going to goof off all the time. And that wasn't it at all. I think it really was a function of us just really being clear about this is what we want to achieve and this is what I need from you and though I'm not so I'm not down the hall able for you to come see me so I need to know these checkpoints and be real clear about what they are and I think it made me a better leader in going through that experience because it really forced me to look day in day out at what people were doing and knowing what they were doing and having it so my boss knew what we were doing and I could explain what each person was doing from their home, which was really the great test for me. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's the, the challenge we'll, we'll leave our listeners with is if this is an area you're, you've not felt particularly comfortable with is as those activities, small or large, come up, practice some good skills of, hey, let's figure out what this is. Let's make sure I understand what you need me to do when it needs to be done. That might even be done as a follow-up email. Hey, I've had time to think about. I, I see what you want me to do. Here's my major deliverables. List them out and and get some confirmation. So explore a little bit. And if you're a person who says, oh, my gosh, I work independently all the time, then you have two opportunities. One is to potentially help coach someone else in your group who may not be as comfortable with organizing themselves and managing their time and priorities or stepping up your own game to come up with a little bit more structure around it to ensure that the person that is handing it off to you really knows what you're going to do and you're not just running off and and they're not quite sure what will come back, but they know it will be done. So I think there's always opportunities to grow in this one. Yeah, done is different than done to everyone's satisfaction would be the thought I would leave people with. You know, what is a satisfying result for everyone involved versus what gets it off the checklist? 
getting it off the checklist often hurts us in the long run, whereas getting it off the checklist in a way that everyone goes, wow, that was really a great project, opens the door to additional opportunities and more independence over time. I like that in my group. The more folks are able to work independently, we each can get more done. We can do more things. We can each be, as you mentioned earlier, we can each be working on the things that add the most value to our organization, and we don't have to worry about what's not getting done, that everybody's got it under control. Well, Toby, that's it for this week's edition of the Serious Soft Skills podcast. Next week, we're going to explore the soft skill of being able to work under pressure. Relax. We're going to make it easy for you. Look for new episodes every Wednesday. Until next time, thanks for listening. Good day and good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday. 